Hey everybody, it's Be Still Be Free, and I'm here with Moni. Hello. She is going to kick us off leading on our word today of belong. We decided to half this one. So mm-hmm. she's taking belong to God, which by the way was the easiest <laughs> side of this topic. It, yes, it was, but it's not what you think. I went a totally different <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, I Google search belong in the Bible and there's like 40,000 million trillion Bible verses on belonging to God. So I'm like, oh, well, that me, wasn't why I picked it. Let though. me put belong to others. And it's like, Sorry, your topic was not fair. <laughs> we do not all belong to each other at all in any way, shape, or form. No, no, yeah, ma'am. like that was not by accident. I'm like, of course she wanted to take belong to God. How I had very me? altruistic intentions Whatever. when I You're picked like, it. Oh yeah, I got to sit down and do my study today for that too. And I'm like. <laughs> five minutes right like wham bam thank you ma'am to be fair I said which do you prefer and you said I don't care you picked I did and she picked <laughs> well that'll teach you <laughs> that'll teach you I was you not in a decision making processing kind of state of I mind I thought I was doing time. a good thing I thought that part would be like more your jam like walking with people it beside. Was, it was but sometimes the jam is hard <laughs> Sometimes the jam is not like jelly. No, it's not sweet. (laughs) That is hilarious. Okay, well, yes, so I did um, belong to God. And (laughs) listen, here's what I will admit. Like the entire Bible, like every verse talks about how we belong to God. So, um, and I think it's very... I mean, we all can like recite all the verses about like what Christ did to prove that we belong to God. Like that, I think it all goes without saying. Right. So that's not the approach I'm taking on that today. What's so amazing though, is to see how many verses did pop up about belonging and yet how unbelonging people feel. That is very true. Yes. Because what I wanted to like start talking about is like we, like, so in our house, we do something that I think you do, which is like, don't forget the name on the back of the Jersey. It's what we tell the kids all the time. Like you're team Steely, you're on the Steely team. So like you're representing that, but even bigger is we are representing Christ every single day. And Christ is the name on the back of the Jersey. That is so very true. Um, And, you know, I had a discussion years ago with a good friend of mine and she was like, why do people get so into sports? Like she just didn't understand it. And I was like, there's this sense of belonging that like, we're all on the same team. We're all cheering for the same outcome. There is such a great sense of togetherness when it comes to belonging. Um, Yet people feel like they don't belong and we forget what we do belong to. That's right. And so so first and foremost, we do belong to God. So I do have a couple of verses that I'm going to read. I only have four. Maybe 500. I don't know. We'll see how far I we'll feel like getting. all of them. And then... Basically, here's a link to BibleGateway.com. Just find it all on your own. Um, the first is Psalm 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep in His pasture. Isaiah 43, 1 says, I have called you by name. You are mine. John 10, 28. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand, which I love that. Yes. Romans 14, 8, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Oh, wow. Um, First Corinthians 3, 23, and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Um, and then there was this neat verse in Acts 27, 23, and it's Paul telling a story of um, how he like was visited by an angel of God in the night. And he says, for there stood by me this night, an angel of the Lord, uh, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. And I just thought it was neat that he 
like, as he was talking to the people he was talking to, he was reminding himself and reminding them, I belong to God and that's who I serve. Like Mm -hmm. setting that tone of like an angel of God stood behind me, but that's who I belong to and that's who I serve. Wow. So I just thought that was a neat little uh, way for him to just remind anyone. So, you know, we all that are listening to this probably have walked with Christ long enough to know um, intellectually that we belong to God and that the blood of Christ shed on the cross is proof of that belonging. Um, but I think sometimes that that is a very broad concept for us to grasp and, um, it can be a little heady or we can know it intellectually, but not necessarily feel it or live it out. And so, um, how do we like sit back and go, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) Other than like the name on the back of the Jersey. Um, and so I want to approach the topic of belonging, um, in the way of starting with what we don't belong to. Mm. Cause I think it's really in, easy for us That's to good. think that we belong to things we don't and to get very confused in that. Um, we think we belong to our bills and our responsibilities and our sins and our schedules, but we belong to God and God alone. Yep. Um, and nothing can separate us from the love of God and belonging to him. And so I kind of have a list of things I want to read. Um, you don't belong to your company. You don't belong to your team or your school. Mm. You don't belong to your family or to your relationships. You don't belong to your crisis or your circumstance. You don't belong to your tragedy or your triumphs. You don't belong to your disease or disaster or despondency. You don't belong to your fears or anxieties. You don't belong to that thorn in your flesh or that mountain you circle again and again. You don't belong to your past or your present or your future. You solely and primarily belong to God. Wow, that's really good. And I think we all identify with the negative side of things that we think we belong to. And God says we don't. We belong to him. Yep. Because your company can fire you, your family can divorce you, your relationships can sever from you, your circumstances can change, your fears and anxieties can flee, your tragedies can be rewritten, thorns can be removed and mountains can melt like wax, your past can be forgotten, your present can be fleeting, tomorrow isn't guaranteed, but eternal life is, but you can never not belong to God. You are unequivocally and irreversibly and eternally His. Did you write that? I did. Very good. Thanks. I like it. But I just like, I have been in that place of feeling like, um, the things I struggle with are my identifiers Yes. and, um, you know, coming back to like, well, this is just always going to be the thorn in my flesh. This is just going to always be the mountain that I circle. And God's like, no, you're, you belong to me. You don't belong to that. Right. You don't belong to that at all. I just wrote down. It's a, you know, I think sometimes we're more committed to our circumstances than we are to our calling. Mm -hmm. Our calling is to God. Right. Not our circumstances, but right. our circ- you know, it's just so hard because that's so in the spiritual realm and your circumstances are so in the physical realm. Right. And so it's easier to hook on to those circumstances than it is to hook on to God sometimes. Well, and it's like we talked about with beside, like in those circumstances, we know God is beside us, but we forget that he strengthens us and empowers us and that he literally if we embody those things that enabled us to be free in yeah. the midst of it. Um, and we just get so, like I said, broad strokes about, yeah, yeah, yeah. God is beside me. I belong to God, whatever. Yeah. Like that isn't as pressing as this situation or circumstances. Yeah. My fear is bigger than that yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and so we feel like we belong to it. 
Mm. There's an article in the Huffington Post, uh, believe it or not. It was written by a female pastor, and she um, wrote an article in reference to belonging to God, but it was in relation to water baptisms. Oh, wow. Um, and how it, um, when Christ emerged from the water, the very first thing God said was he identified him by who he belonged That's to. Because right. God said, this is my child. Yeah. So Christ comes out of the water, and God's like, he belongs to me. Mm. He belongs to me. And like, that's what he says to us too. Um, and she wrote, um, she wrote a couple things that I just wanted to read because I thought they were so powerful too. To the prisoner, it means you do not belong to the bars and chains around you. You belong to God. To the addicted, it means you do not belong to that thing which you crave. You belong to God. To the depressed, it means you do not belong to this sadness. You belong to God. And even though it may feel like, look like, smell like, hurt like you belong to all these other things, as sure as water is wet and God is good, I heard a voice out of the heavens say, you belong to God. Isn't that beautiful? So I just, you know, we are not slaves to fear or to the weights um, that we carry or to the sins that so easily entangle us. We do not belong to the world or anything in it because our citizenship is divine and holy. Um, But I think also, too, this brings up the other side of the coin, which are the things that we think belong to us that don't really belong to us. Mm. And so I wanted to talk about that for just a second, too. Um, Our children don't belong to us. Mm. Our finances don't belong to us. Our calling don't belong to us. Our gifts and talents and abilities don't belong to us. We are merely stewards of all of these things here on earth, responsible to God for how we manage and handle them, but they don't belong to us. Psalm 24, one says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So ownership is clearly God's ownership of what we think we own and us ourselves. Mm. Um, and we're just renting everything out while we're that here. Is so good. So I have a practical application for belong to God, which is To what things do you feel like you belong right now? Are there sins or circumstances or difficulties that you feel slave to? Do these things overshadow the truth that you belong to God? Make a list of those things, journal them, and then like Paul, declare that you belong to God and God is who you serve. Make it your prayer and remind yourself daily if you have to. So good. So good. It's a little different. I think, you know, like I said, we all know what Christ did and and why we belong to him. But I think just practically speaking, we forget in the hour by hour, minute by minute every day um, that we walk, we forget what it looks like to belong to God. So I think that's it's just amazing that that's the spin that you took on belonging to God and then talking about the things that we don't belong to. Because the thing is, is that once you do belong to God, Mm -hmm. you do belong to some things here on earth. And there are biblical things. There are things that we are called to belong to on earth. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with each other. Mm-hmm. And I said it last week how, you know, it's not just a get out of jail free card. Now go cower and sit in your corner and live life as you want to. That mm-hmm. was never the intention of salvation. The intention of salvation was the one to save you with the secondary of going and spreading the gospel to others so that all may know. Mm-hmm. It was never a secret for us to keep ourselves. It was never a freedom for us to keep ourselves. And if we're keeping it to ourselves and we're not engaging on the things that we're supposed to be engaging in and the things that we're supposed to be belonging in here on earth, then we're missing a good portion of the whole gospel story because it's not just salvation of one and just you. Right. Um, so I kind of took a, a, a twist on once you know that you belong to God, because that's got to come first, then what does it look like for you here on earth Mm -hmm. and how that, how you interact? Okay. So I went through, um, Let's just start with this. The definition of to belong is to be the property of a member of or a part of. And I think that's really important because to be the property of once we belong to God, we are his. We are the property of God's. Mm -hmm. We are not the property of people. We are the property of God's. However, 
we do become a member and a part of something bigger yes. than just us. Yep. So I thought it was great that those were the two definitions because the first definition was the property of that's God. Yep. Now we're the member and the part of I love something that. else. So I love we're going to talk about what we are the members of and we are the part of. We're all on the same team. <laughs> we are all, we're supposed to all be we're on supposed the same to be team, on the same, but team. we don't focus on the things that make us unified. Right. We focus on the things that make us different. Yep. And that is not what God intended for us to do inside the body of Christ. Most of the New Testament, well, I say most of the New Testament, a good portion of the New Testament was written to the people of the church. Yes, that's so true. Paul yes. wrote a lot to the people who were already supposedly saved and believing right. because there was so much issue going on within the church and conflict. And he's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Yes, there's the gospel story and there's the, you know, spread the gospel, spread the gospel, spread the gospel. It's pretty simple. That part is. And I think it's interesting that he talks about how to spread the gospel, to go into all the world, you know, talks about your gifts and your talents. He talks about how you can go and do that. But there is a lot of the New Testament that is spent simply talking to the believer yeah. about how we're treating other believers. Right. There's a reason for that. Yeah. This squabbling has been going on for a long time. Yeah. So you've it's got nothing to think. New. It's got to be a pretty big deal to say. Mm-hmm. He must know there's something really big in doing that. Mm-hmm. And so we've just kind of walked away from being a member of or a part of the Christian walk because we don't like what's going on over there and we've left the church and we've left ministry and we left tithing and we've left this and we've left that. We're going over here and we're creating this whole new club to be a part of, which isn't really working out very well. Right. Um, it's usually just the club of self mm-hmm. more than it is the club of, of God. And there's no scripture to back this up. So <clears throat> I'm preaching a little bit today. Do it. Because this is straight out of the word of God. And if you're going to be a believer and you're going to say you belong to God, you must emphatically believe in the truth of the word of God. You cannot separate the two. Mm-hmm. So um, in 1 Corinthians six nineteen, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So a little sadness here, okay? When you become a believer in God, you buy into some responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're not your own anymore. Right. Which means... You don't just get the get out of jail free card. You now have some responsibility. You're not your own anymore. You're supposed to go do the work of God. Let's talk about what that looks like. The first thing that I started with was the local church. Um, the local church gets a really bad rap. Yeah. Um, and we need to remember that the local church is filled with local sinners. It right. does not matter if you're the preacher, the usher, or the parking attendant. Mm-hmm. They're all sinners. But by God, at least they're trying to do something for God. Right. So if you're at home doing nothing but complaining about everything the local church is doing wrong, and you're not doing anything for Jesus, shut up. <laughs> Just be quiet. I feel like Sarah has built relational equity with all of our listeners yeah. to be able to say that and have I it received so. in the proper way. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's all out of love. No, it's real, real, really, but it's, really it's a heart. It's true. But we it's do true. have to speak some truth. Yes, we do. Okay. Because there is a very big reason why... In this country in particular, the climate has gotten to where it has gotten on non-negotiables because too many of us who claim to be believers have walked away from our responsibility to one another. Mm-hmm. We just have mm-hmm. because we are no longer caring about what we're going to talk about here, about how God told us to belong to one another. He didn't tell us what to believe. Mm-hmm. He told us how to belong. That's right. He told us where to belong. Mm-hmm. He told us what it should look like. He didn't, tell us, he didn't tell me anywhere in here how I should believe about certain things. Now, there are non-negotiables yeah. that we are supposed to believe. But the negotiables, I mean, if God got into all the negotiables, think about how big the Bible would be. Uh, exactly. 
So he skips all of that. And, and he how does legalistic this. it would be. That's right. He does this because he's like, hey, if I give them this, this should take care of it. Yeah. Okay. So the local church. Church structures facilitate the role of God's people. They do not fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Romans 12, four through five. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. In Hebrews ten twenty five, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Okay. Church structures facilitate the role of God's people. He tells us here not to neglect meeting. Okay. Through Paul. Yeah. Paul wrote Hebrews, right? Yeah. Don't neglect meeting as some of you have the habit of. Because the fact of the matter is that the local church does a lot in coming together as a body of Christ at one place does so much for you and it does so much for the kingdom. And if you're not there, you don't know what you're missing out on. Right. Um, but it also says that as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. Right. We all have different gifts. Yeah. We all have different um, um, talents. Someone's got to be the butt. Like Sarah That's right. Somebody's got to be the butt. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Now, let me make it a very clear thing here. I'm not telling you. I don't go to church every single Sunday. I'm not able to go to church every single Sunday. But I'm part of the church. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is some legalistic checkoff nope. list that mm-hmm. you've got to be there every time the church doors are open. And if you're not, you're not committed. And you because I don't see that. No. It just says that there's a habit of us not meeting together. It doesn't say it has to be three times a week. Exactly. Not okay. every time doors are unlocked. Yeah. But there should be a, a nudging inside of you. Mm-hmm. There should be a conviction inside of you that says, I need to be part of a group mm-hmm. of believers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not only are we belonging to each other as the local church, we belong to each other as brothers and sisters of Christ. So in 1 John 3, 1, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. I don't think that we would treat brothers and sisters. Now, yes, there's inner family squabblings and stuff like that. But the way that we treat other people, I don't think we would do that with a brother and a sister. Um, but we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about people you don't, you know, if they're not saved, you're not brothers and sisters in Christ. But how are we supposed to treat family members? We have the same father. We all serve the same God who bore a son to, yeah. on the cross to die for our lives. Mm-hmm. We all are part of the same family. Well, and it's so easy. Like, for example, um, I have a family member who is not a believer, but we've made a pact. We will agree to disagree mm-hmm. on some things and never let it affect our relationship or our love for each other. Um, but yet Christians can't do that with each other. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that millions of people are not going to have different ideas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because again, all the ideas are not laid out in the Bible for us. Right. There's room for interpretation. There's room for conflict. There's room for differences. Well, in a black and white world without color is so boring. Yeah. And, and, and Monica said something this morning, you could be a black and white person here and you, this person might be white and black. Right. Right. So... Um, we need to be have, we, we need to have some grace mm-hmm. on the, the things that are negotiables mm-hmm. that really don't matter. Um, okay. Here's another one. Disciples. Okay. We belong to each other as disciples. John 13, 34, 35, a new commandment I give to you that you should love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another by this. All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We are called to be disciples of Christ. We are called to the Great Commission. We are called to help share the gospel. 
And if we are not loving one another, there's a reason he put this in here. They'll know you're my disciple by the way you love them. Because if you're not loving other people well, they're not going to listen to a darn thing you have to say. He knew that. Mm -hmm. But we are called to be disciples. And disciples have to work together. You know, they squabbled. Mm -hmm. You think about the disciples. They squabbled. They had their issues. But they still came together for the cause of Christ. Yep. Um, we are called to be citizens with one another. So Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. And I think it's interesting here that the word citizens is used because we are not only citizens of this country. We are citizens of the family of God. There has to be organization and structure. And just like there in as citizens of this country, there is conflict in some of how the way we do things. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some conflict in how in the ter interpretation is within the body of Christ. But people, we're not just citizens here on earth. We're going to be citizens together in the kingdom of God for eternity. Right. You're going to walk past people that you are blasting in heaven. There, right. if, if we think that there are only going to be people like us in heaven, we're sorely yeah, mistaken. We're sorely mistaken. Because the, the, the rules for getting into heaven, there's just one. There's just one. There's just one. There's just the one. So you're political affiliations, your uh, law-abidingness, like all of that is moved when it gets matter. to, like, what's the one thing? I mean, the thief on the cross is going to be walking the streets. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know? Okay. And then I want to, um, I want to sink in here for just a second. I want to sit here for just a second. We belong to each other in our actions. Mm -hmm. um, in First Peter, I, I picked these two scriptures because I think it kind of encompassed it all. But when I did look up, you know, belonging to one another, that more came up than anything on how we treat one another. And I think that's not by accident. So in 1 Peter 3, 8 through 12, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, tender heart, humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or rivaling for rivaling. But on the contrary, bless for to this were you called that you may obtain a blessing for whoever desires to love life and see good days. Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Um, and in my mind here, when he says the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, then you come back up here and the things that he said to do the opposite of that is evil. So if you're not going to live in the unity of mind, if you're not going to have sympathy, if you're not going to have brotherly love, if you're not going to have a tender mm. heart, if you're not going to have a humble mind, if mm. you're going to repay evil and rivaling for rivaling, if you're not going to bless those who need to be blessed, if you're not going to have a love of life, if you're not going to keep your tongue from evil, if you're going to speak deceit of others, mm -hmm. if you are going to um, not have peace and you're not going to pursue it, that is evil. Mm -hmm. Think of how many things yeah. that we see in a day, how many things we do in a day. Lord, I mean, this could not be more clear, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Yeah. And in Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as it's good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, Anger, clamor, slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Gosh. 
be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. If God can forgive us of all of our ugliness, how mm-hmm. in the world have we become so intolerant of forgiving others? Mm-hmm. For just being different than us. Yeah. I mean, it just, so we're recording this at the time of um, tomorrow is midterm elections. Mm -hmm. And so both of those verses are just so convicting in, I mean, the first one that you said um, where it included having a humble mind. I mean, to me, the first thing that speaks is have a mind that's humble enough to say I might be wrong. Yes. Or I might need to see another side of the situation or like we all have to continually do that. And then the last part, like, what are you saying and how are you saying it? It just is. That is so convicting for these times that we're currently walking in. Because there is no example of Jesus behaving the way. And he he was if he, he was had a right to, to Satan. Right. His election is him and Satan. You're right. either choosing to vote for Satan or you're choosing to vote for, for me. Man. You want to talk about having something to be passionate about? Do you want to go to hell? You want to go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to believe? And and we're we're dying on a sword for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. And we didn't even hang on a cross. Mm-mm. We don't hang on a cross. We'll never have to hang on a cross. Mm-hmm. And so it just is humbling to think, gosh, it's all right here. Well, and it's humbling too to think about how forgiving Christ was. Like you said, He's on the cross. The thief turns to him and just says, don't forget about me. And it did not matter anything that that thief did or who he was or who he stood for. In that moment, Jesus said, I guarantee you're going to see me in paradise. Today. Yeah. How about like just it all was washed away. And how hard are we holding on to, well, you believe a certain way and yeah. that's different than me. So I will never let it go. I'm a dog with a bone. I would like to know when, when he was hanging on the cross and he said, father, forgive them for they know not to, what to do, what they do. He wasn't talking about the people that were oh, saved. No. He was talking about the unsaved people. Yeah. He was talking about people that were crucifying him. Right. Did God forgive him? I mean, he's on that Christ cross and he had every right to sit out there and go, God, destroy them. Mm-hmm. They're evil. They don't think like us. Mm-hmm. They're different from us. And in, in his sovereignty, He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I think we don't even hang on a cross and we're all the time spitting at people and pointing our finger and crucifying them and and acting like there's some horrible people. Listen, it doesn't matter if people agree with you or disagree with you. They were just as fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God as you were. And so who are you to think that you understand everything about being fearfully and wonderfully made? Mm -hmm. Call out sin. That is one thing. Yes. But even then, and I said this last night in my group meeting, there is a biblical way to call out sin. Yeah. And so if you have not picked up a phone and you don't have relational equity to have a conversation with somebody and Amen. say, hey, what you're doing right now, I think is living in sin, then go into the masses and calling out to the people before yeah. you ever go to that person. I don't care what it is. You are never in the word of God. If you are two believers, you are called to go to one another mm-hmm. before you are called to go and leak something to the press and have it plastered all over Well, the there's place. even the verse... Um, I hope I don't get this wrong, but Jesus says, like, don't go asking for forgiveness until you've gone to your brother and asked, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't come to me with your request if you still have this situation that you haven't gone and rectified 
yourself. What we've done is we've taken away the belonging to God part Mm -hmm. and we've, we've raised up all these causes and we've raised up and it's everywhere. And it's not just the political climate. It's the church climate. It's the home climate. You know, you don't, you don't make me happy anymore. You're not Mm -hmm. serving me anymore. You're not doing what I want you to do anymore. You don't believe like I believe anymore. And friendships are contentious too. You know, like you don't live like I live and believe and breathe like I do. And, um, and the political climate has just gotten so bad in this country over the last few years that that's where I just think we see it most because of social media. Yeah. Um, but if you go and study these words, there's nothing in it that supports any of that. No. None of it. And, and the Lord says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. God is God. Mm-hmm. If those people are wrong, he will handle it. He will take care of it. We might not ever see it. And we have to be okay with that too. We are fighting for causes more than we are fighting for souls, Mm -hmm. you know, and we are causing more divisiveness within the body of Christ. And Satan's sitting so fat and happy about it. And he didn't have to work that hard. Nope. And and I think if we all knew that we were being used more for pawns of Satan than we were for pawns of Christ, then we would sit there and go, What? If just for a moment, our scales could be removed and yeah. we could see for the spiritual second. warfare yeah. that is going on, we would be shaken to our boots. And so we do but belong those, to one another. Those two verses, I just, I want to read that one of them again, because I just think it's so good. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. How often are we giving grace? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And that is not weak. That's not weak. That is the strongest of strength. (laughs) Strongest of strength. And I'm telling you, man, could you imagine if we lived in a country where we said, hey, listen, you know, we both love Jesus how we go about life looks a little different. Mm-hmm. If you believe like I believe, vote this way. If you believe like he believes, vote this way. But we we want you to know that we we have mutual respect for one another. Yeah, and ultimately, our desire is to kingdom build. Yes. Like, could you imagine a campaign that looked that way? Could my you, love will not change. Yeah, my love will not that. change mm-hmm. based on that. I'm still going to serve the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I do that by serving through the government. Right. Because right? you don't serve the government and then the body of Christ. You're serving the body. You're serving the body of Christ. We're all serving the body of Christ, whether it's through vocational ministry, yes. whether through its corporate ministry, whether through its serving your children in your home. Like that is always the first and foremost. I mean, it's just, it's, and it's a command. I mean, if you look in the Old Testament, I mean, it's laced with love, 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 and yet it is me, 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 me in this world. Um. But we belong to each other. We belong to each other because we belong to God and God will give us. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He will give us the fruits of the Spirit to be able to look past the things of the flesh and be able to see the things of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, if you will ask God to give you eyes to see, he will. But we don't pray for that because we don't really want to see. We want to keep seeing the way we see. We want to keep. It's easier to see life the way that we see life. So because it's convicting. Um. So here, here are just a couple other things and wrapping it up. Why do we belong to each other? God knew that Satan would want to destroy the body of Christ is to keep it weak and divided. Mm-hmm. There's power in numbers. And look at how divided we are. How divided are we? I, saw, I heard a Democrat campaign slogan that said, I'm a Christian, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, man, if we could just all say, hey, we're Christians and then bridge the gap. Yeah. 
Because it can be done. It can be done. And you can be a Christian and believe a million different ways. None of it negates Christianity. No. So we got to stop doing that. That's right. That's, that's, yeah. It it has nothing to do with the Christian part. We belong to God, not to a party. Yes. Right? Yes. So if the party is destroying how you belong to God, maybe it's time to get out of the political realm that infuriates you so that Mm -hmm. you are ruining your testimony. Right. I saw a billboard the other day that said, I'm an atheist and I voted. And I just thought, man, where have we come to? <laughs> I know. In our I political know. climate, that somebody would pay for a billboard that says, I'm an atheist and I voted. We live in America. Anybody can vote. It doesn't just, matter what you are. I just feel are. like God is so grieved because we are not belonging to each other and we're really not belonging to him. Like yeah. that, none of those, none of our actions and words are reflective of the team that we're on. And, um, I just think it's grieving. Like if you're, if you're a parent and your kids are fighting or haven't spoken years, like how that must grieve your heart as a parent, like a hundredfold for God, a hundredfold for God. This is not what he, I think it's heartbreaking hoped for nothing new and surprising. Right. But heartbreaking nonetheless. Right. Um, the bigger the body of Christ, the more the gospel we can share and spread. Mm-hmm. And just think about that. The more unified we would be, then as we continue to grow, the more we'll share the gospel, more people and souls can be saved and fewer people will have to go to hell. He knew that we would need encouragement and love. He created us to come together in groups and to have pockets of people that were shared beliefs because we are going to go through times of discouragement and despair. And he knew we needed that encouragement and love. And so he created us to belong to one another for that. And belonging to something we can see helps us belong in what we cannot see. So imagine if we were behaving the way we were supposed to behave within the body of Christ, it would just get us that much more jazzed up for Christ himself. Right. I think about a Christine Kane event, right. Mm-hmm. Or a Beth Moore event where you go to those things and then they're preaching God and you're having passionate worship. Mm -hmm. And if you're at a Christine thing, she's, you know, praying healing over everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, It is an emotional, spiritual moment. And you come out of there more excited about Jesus than when you walked in. It it puts the main thing as back as the main thing. That's right. Think about what you think about. Right. And so I think if we were in environments that we were so passionate about Jesus and about the word of God, just think if we were doing that every week, what it, how it would feed your soul for the week yeah. that you're have ahead and of you. And the grace that you would have for all the unimportant mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. You totally would. So practical applications. Does your life reflect the fact that you belong to the family of God? Are you involved in anything with the body of Christ? Do you disciple anybody? Are you working in ministry? Are you volunteering? Are you showing up at church? Are you, is there, can somebody look at your life and say Mm -hmm. they're a believer? Mm -hmm. And if people can't look at your life and say that you're a believer, then you got to wonder, you know, what's really going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about your faith? These are, these are things you just got to ask yourself. Is there evidence in my life that I belong to God and to each other? Mm-hmm. Um, how can you better belong to your fellow believers? So what are you doing? What do you need to work on so that you are belonging to those fellow believers more biblically? Mm-hmm. That's good. Those verses that I read where are you struggling? Mm-hmm. What do you need? What do you need to pray for God to give you eyes to see mm-hmm. and identify it? And once you've identified it, you can begin to work on it. Mm-hmm. But ask God to give you the eyes of Christ. Ask him to allow you to see the world as he sees the world. I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will be revolutionary. It will be revolutionary. You have to be willing to see some of your own ugly too. Yep, you do. And then do you know your gift set, your personality? 
Um, do you know how to be an active contributor? Right. Some people are like, I don't know how to get involved. I don't know what I want to do. Learn about yourself. Yeah. Figure out what your what your gift sets are, your skill sets, and what you enjoy doing, and how you can love other people, how you can contribute to the church, how you can contribute as a citizen, how you can be the best disciple that you can be. Because if your strong set is not preaching, then don't preach. Right. That's not your calling. That's not your skill set. Yeah. But yours might be, I love to bake cakes. And so you bake cakes for people when they're in times of, of difficulty. And you never know. But I mean, that you never know. volumes. There's so many ways for us. So many ways for us to be I love that. I yeah. love that. That's so good. Belong, everybody. The right way. The right way to the right thing. And if you don't, and you put your head on your pillow at night and you have no conviction about it, you better do a long reality check with yourself about do you actually even belong to God? Because I'm just telling you, when the Holy Spirit's inside of you, <laughs> conviction is going to happen. And I I care about you. I know. I love it. I, I love care. It. I don't want people to be sitting down here and, and there'd be folded clothes all over the floor and the airplanes are going down and cars are wrecking. And they're like, wait a minute. I believed. But did you? Right. You believed about the bridge, but you didn't believe in the bridge. Yes. You yes. never walked across the bridge. You knew about it. You didn't know him. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you have, you have to know him. You have to confess your sin. Yes. You have to confess your need for him. No one is self-sufficient. Nobody is self-sufficient. And then you have to be willing to now know that you do not just belong to yourself. Yeah. Well, the um, Goatee Steely ticket will be running in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh, God, no. I could never go. Because you know what? If I went into the political climate, everything, we'd have to take down everything. We'd have to remove everything. We are Christians. I know where I do not belong. I do not have the stomach or the stamina. I am way too, way too thin-skinned for anything in that capacity. I just thought that was funny. Okay. Um, I'm going to close this out in a word of prayer. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you so much for the time that we've been able to spend on these words. I thank you for um, the time that we're about to enter into in Advent and a time for all of us to quiet ourselves and to recenter and to be still and eagerly await and anticipate the arrival of you during this holiday season. Lord, for anyone who's in anguish or um, in pain or struggling, Lord, I pray that their eyes would be turned toward you and that the expectant hope of what you will bring in their lives will just begin to blossom and grow just where they can't even avoid it. Be with all of our listeners. Um, Help us all to have a wonderful Christmas season. And we so look forward to being back in the new year with a brand new series to dive into your word and what you have to say. We love you so much. Amen. Amen.